Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to this week's newest members. We have Janelle Ventura, Meredith Zeronka, and John Armbruster. Big welcome into the group, and I'm so excited to cheer on all the successes that are sure to follow. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. Welcome again, or welcome back. I am so excited to spend some time with you today. Today is the fourth installment of my Agent Spotlight series. This month, I am bringing on Market Authority Academy alums so you can hear their stories on how real agents just like you are creating huge momentum and success in their businesses. And today's episode is a little different. I am super excited to share a clip of a live coaching call from the Market Authority Academy. If you didn't know, we have live group coaching every week and our calls cover all kinds of different topics. And during this call, I am joined by Debbie Bell, a new agent who is looking for help during this call and learning to overcome objections with a difficult seller opportunity that she was really wanting to win. Debbie and I go through a live role play session to help her find clarity and confidence in her voice and value as a real estate agent. During this conversation, we covered a lot. What role playing actually is and ways to leverage it to develop our language and negotiation skills. How to identify and prepare for possible objections before you're blindsided by them. A live role play sesh between myself and Debbie, where we break down step by step how to establish value as a new agent, ways to create goodwill with even the toughest sellers, and how to hold the line in your negotiation without being pushy or salesy. And so much more, because like I said, this is actually a clip from a live coaching session. I was not planning to add this onto the podcast, um, but it was just such a powerful conversation, and all of the agents who were on the call 
agreed that it was one of their favorites ever. So I want to personally thank Debbie for being such a great sport and giving me permission to share this portion of our group coaching call and honestly just for being an incredible part of the Market Authority Academy community. Debbie, we love having you and your spirit of positivity and contribution makes this group even that much more special. Okay, without further ado, let's get into this live session of the Market Authority Academy coaching call. So are we good to get into um, are we good to get into some some of this stuff with role playing? And I want to actually um, bring on Anna Lee. Um, if now is a good time. And Debbie, we were also speaking about that with you too. And this was kind of ob- rep- objection handling. Um, and I think the topic really centered around new construction and new builds um, and, and kind of how to approach these tricky conversations that come up all the time in our business um, in a way that is going to still position us in a, in a strong front, right? So um, Annalie doesn't have her video on and she has not unmuted herself. So I'm going to wait for just a moment on that. But Debbie, did you have any takeaways after we spoke last week? And did you have any like developing thoughts um, after we had a chance to kind of discuss your unique situation with that? To be quite honest, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, I just, uh, I mean, I, I did put together, well, and I borrowed heavily from many places, but I did go online and I researched, you know, for instance, um, you know, data points that I think are really important, you know, to have in the guide. Um, And, you know, I just have to kind of shift to maybe my other world in terms of representation is important, no matter, you know, if I, I may not be able to impact necessarily the list price going in, Mm -hmm. but well, here's what I can do. Right. And so just it's concentrating on the things that I can impact and I can be their partner and their, and their, um, you know, they're obviously have their, their best interest in, in mind versus I don't want to focus on the things that I have no impact at all, but, you know, just even going online, just finding out, you know, a lot of times a, a new home builder will not, you know, they, they lead you down a different path where really, as a, as a, you know, realtor, as a representative, there are other things that they need to consider questions to ask the builder, you know, really um, making sure that there is an inspection, you know, bringing in your own inspector. And these are things that a lot of home builders don't tell you. So it's bringing those things up, you know, and to have a representation and somebody to look over a third, you know, second pair of eyes to look over the contract and the language. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. I love that. So, you know, not, not really. I was kind of waiting on this because, um, I did have a, actually a second conversation with a potential buyer and, um, you would have been really proud of me because I got him to sign the buyer broker, the buyer broker. And he excluded, yes, he was going to exclude new home build. And I said, no, absolutely not. I said, you know what? And so what I did is I just shared with him the value of, you know, I spent all this time, you have all my resources, you have all this data that I'm providing to you, all this hours and dedication on resale homes that I'm spending with you. And absolutely you need representation on new home builds. And here's why. So I just listed like two or three little things. Um, and he said, well, doesn't that come out of the cost of the house? And I said, no, a list price is a list price, whether there's an agent representing or not. 
And he's like, oh, okay. So, so that made him feel a lot more comfortable. And I said, you absolutely need representation for a new home build. They are not representing you. They're employees or representing the home builder. And I think I just, maybe I said it with enough conviction. <laughs> That's a big part of it. But I was like, no, because I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to traipse around for hours, hours and hours and hours with this guy. And then all of a sudden he pivots and goes to a new home build and I'm not going to get compensated. No. I mean, I've been there. So right. I appreciate you putting your foot down and having that self, that self-assurance to do it. Um, well, he signed it. Well, first off, congratulations. That is a giant win, Debbie. And I think that you should be just so proud of yourself. Like that really shows a lot of that legwork that you've been doing up until this point. Well, so, thank you, but <laughs> I'm not anywhere with him, but at least I got that. You're at a That's really that. important place. And you yeah. know what? You'd much rather be where you are right now than spending 20 hours showing this dude houses and him go buy with someone at an open house. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting know? bolder. I'm getting bolder with my questions because now we're moving up in price <laughs> and really kind of dwelling. And, you know, so today I just got done with showing him like three properties and I just said, you know, as we move up in price, are, we, are you still going to continue to pay cash? Are we going to finance? And so I'm like, I'm asking, I feel like these are the questions that I would not have asked a month ago or two months ago, where I feel like I'm, you know, I'm now to the point where I'm starting to develop a little bit more confidence. Um, and that's a big part, I think, of negotiations yes. as well, right? Product knowledge and, and confidence. Definitely. Yeah. And, and that will, that will lead to your, your assertion. Um, your kind assertion, right? And this is what people hire us for. They hire us to have the opinion. Um, they hire us to have an assertion that yes, this is the best path forward for you because they don't do this every day. And so having someone who's going to have a strong presence in that process and guide them to their version of success is value in and of itself. And, and that's a great leeway into where we're going in today. So um, if we're going to go through this quick slide deck that I have for you guys, you know how I feel about the slides. Um, so we're going to do that first. We're going to have a discussion. And then um, Debbie, if you're comfortable and anyone else who may want to, we can do a practice role play so that we can understand how to do this day to day in order to improve those skills. Do we all feel, all feel good about that? Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. So let's go right on ahead. Can we see, can we see thumbs up if we're good to go? Great. If we have questions, throw them in the chat or unmute yourself and just yell at me if it's um, pertinent to whatever we're actually talking about at that moment. Um, definitely, this is a discussion where we can make sure that we're having that communication. But common objections um, and learning how to script them out and role play them. Okay, so this is what we were kind of talking about last week and how this is effective for us. And a lot of times when we're talking about role playing, we immediately the idea comes to mind of like the cold callers, right? The Wolf of Wall Street guys in the call room, just pounding the bounds, trying to get that hard sell. That's really not necessarily what I'm discussing. Um, and, and I want us to kind of remove ourselves from that association if you already struggle with that, like I did for a really long time. For a long time, I was really not into the idea of role-playing, but as I 
found how I was naturally falling into the pattern of role playing um, to improve my skills, I realized that it's so much more than just trying to be salesy spammy on the phone. Um, so in case that's you, let's keep an open mind and look at how this can actually be applied to the genuine, authentic presence that we're looking to have for our clients. If we really look at it, it, it doesn't like totally matter so much where we're marketing ourselves, like whether we're um, showing up on social media um, or whether you are doing any kind of like boots on the ground, cold calling or door knocking or open houses, um, or if you're even just like speaking to somebody like at church or something. Anytime you are in a position to where you are touching on the services that you provide or speaking with your real estate hat on, like literally imagine those moments when you're speaking from the lens of a real estate agent, you'll almost always come up against common objections from your ideal clients in these instances. So it really does make sense to rehearse your responses to be better equipped to overcome these obstacles. Um, and what we're trying to do here at the end of the day is detail the dialogue that we are wanting to offer. And so if we look at it, what we're trying to do is offer, if you are wanting to offer consultative-like service, which that's really the point of being a market authority. It's the person who's going to step up and have their client's best interests in mind with a well-rounded background of experience and knowledge to help guide them down that path towards their real estate needs. That's a consultative-like approach, right? Um, so role-playing allows you to train your dialogue to speak directly to the client's concerns. And this is really effective in a number of different reasons. But number one, regardless of your experience level, if you can convey and articulate how well you understand the needs of your clients and how well positioned you are to address those needs, you will win that client every single time. Because at that point, you're not selling them, you're trying to guide them, you are serving them, and you're letting them know that you are right next to them in that process. So it's really not necessarily about scripting, which I still have a negative connotation with. It's really about learning to position ourselves as an authority in high stakes situations that our clients take very, very seriously. And this can even go down to, um, to like an inspection, right? Because what are you going to do when you have a seller who you tried really hard to get that listing and you finally got that sign in the ground, you finally got that offer accepted. And now that your seller is loving their house, right? They are super proud of their home and selling to them is a really big deal. What are you going to do when that buyer comes with a laundry list of items that they found during the inspection that they expect your seller to address, right? Like, how are we going to prepare ourselves to address their needs during that part? Like, understand that this, sell is, that this sale is a big deal to your seller, help calm them down, and get them to a place to where they can approach it with you with a mind towards solutions, okay? So that's really what we're doing here. And that's kind of what we want to be thinking about in any instance where we can be having dialogue, meaningful dialogue with potential or realized clients. So again, it's not necessarily about scripting. It's really a matter of caring enough about your clients to prepare yourself to offer information in the most effective and impactful way possible. Is that fair? That kind of makes us sound really empowering, right? And what's interesting Every single service industry does this type of work. Real estate does it a lot, but we tend to associate it with a type of real, like lead prospecting that we don't love as much. Um, or, you know, maybe it's just me. But if you're in the market authority, you know, you're doing things differently. Um, so really, we want to make sure that we are looking at this for what it is. And it's preparing ourselves to be ready in these situations. 
Like, have you ever been new and one of your first thoughts and hesitances is like, oh man, what if they ask me something that I don't know the answer to? (laughs) (laughs) That is a really sore place to be, but we've all been there. And just when you think you are prepared to answer any question, you're going to get thrown one out of left field and you're going to be standing there with your mouth hanging open. So these are situations that we can prepare ourselves for through just a little bit of effort. So here's some things to consider when we're um, beginning to role play. Now, when you're role playing, you want to find a partner or um, like a clean mirror at the very least. So you can look at yourself or what you can even do is start a Zoom call, right? Just like what we're doing now with ourselves and record it and speak directly into that Zoom call. And you're looking into the lens on the camera and you're recording that so that you can get a recording of the way that you might approach these different scripts that we're going to talk about. Um, So from there, then you can actually look back and give yourself feedback, but the easiest way to do it really is with another person so that you can get that real-time feedback. And when we're looking at at communication, there's a couple of different factors that that we're considering here our voice and tone, number one. Um, So voice and tone inflection is really important when it comes to this kind of thing. So understanding the way that we're showing up and understanding the way that that we're delivering communication. Um, For example, there's this also overlaps a lot with body language, which we know is about 90% of communication. But if you're over the phone, speaking to somebody over a phone call, you can't rely on body language. And so what you're doing with your voice really matters. So if you're looking down here and you're looking at your phone and you're kind of like looking at like a pad of notes and you're just trying to get through this conversation, that's going to sound a lot different from if you were speaking up here from a place of authority and confidence and assuredness, right? So Mm -hmm. we want to really, we really want to kind of understand the way that we fall into those habitual patterns of communication when it comes to our voice and tone. Next, of course, is body language. The best way to practice role playing is standing up because you put yourself in your power pose. Um, There are plenty of studies that say if you want to be more confident or happy in a situation, stand up in a power pose, right? Legs spread, arms on your hips, take up space, spine straight, head up and smile and look towards the sky. And that instantly can give you a major boost in confidence um, and happiness, that good feeling. (laughs) So so I'm not even kidding. Before I come on these calls, I look up and I give myself a second and I give a big smile. And then anytime before I get, even before I answer a phone call, if I have a client who's calling me on the other line, I'm going to take a moment, take a deep breath, smile, look at the sky, imagine just for two seconds, how I want to feel during that phone call. And then I'm going to take the call. This all matters. All of this matters because that's so much of the communication before what we even say. And then we have our words, which we're going to dial in. And that does take some work. Um, And then the other thing that we really want to consider is not so much what we're saying, but how we're saying it. And so I think that one thing that we'll be talking about um, quite a bit in the next couple of slides is how how we can lead with questions. Um, And, you know, there's there's kind of a difference between like coaching and consulting and coaching is actually like 90% question asking. And so there's, there's a saying that whoever is speaking, the other person who's listening, that that person has the power in the conversation. So the more questions you can ask your prospect to get to the real root of the problem, 
the more information you're armed with to actually understand what objection we're overcoming. And so before we even start identifying the objections, we have to learn how to ask really good questions to get there. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can do this. The coaching habit is a great one that can kind of like break down how to ask better questions. That's a, a fantastic book that you can read, but they kind of have a process of um, seven different questions that you can ask. And one of my favorite ones that I use with my clients all the time is, and what else? So if we're saying like, hey, so what is your, what's your biggest concern in terms of hiring a real estate agent um, for your home purchase? Like what's most important to you? Oh, well, you know, it's really important to us that it's communication. Like we really want someone who's going to answer our phone when we call them. And you might say, oh, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. It's so important, especially when you're like up at night and worrying about something. You really want to have somebody that you can actually speak to and get the, the questions answered. Yeah, totally, Stephanie. That's, that's exactly what we mean. Yeah, I feel that. And what else? Okay. And what else? And what else? Until there's nothing else that they can offer. That's a great way just to keep them feeling empowered to give you more information that really matters to them so that we can better tailor the way that we're going to deliver that solution. Another really great one is um, what is the real, like the real fear here for you? Like what's the real challenge in selling your home, Mr. Seller? That's one that we ask quite a lot. Um, or, um, and, and we can get into these, of course, but, um, or what is, what's the one thing that's keeping you from moving forward, right? Those are great questions that we can have in our arsenal. And again, that's not even necessarily like getting to the parts where we're role-playing that objection handling. We're still trying to get to the root of the objection, right? So one great thing that we can do um, as we begin putting a system around this um, is identifying our steps towards role-playing. So the first thing is, is as we're doing this, we have to identify those objections. And again, asking questions to find the real root of the objection. Um, it's never necessarily, well, I don't want to work with a real estate agent. It's never really, I don't want to pay a real estate agent. What it really is, is I want to make sure that I'm netting as much as possible because I'm going to retire soon and I need to have as much of a nest egg as I possibly can. And I'm relying on this home sale to help me do that, right? There are so many other hidden layers here that we need to find um, and, and ways that we can begin identifying these. Number one is find the objections that you've, that you are currently facing and maybe even dig back through some of the conversations that you've had with clients this year. And again, mid-year, this is a perfect time to be doing this kind of work. So really understanding um, what these objections are and what they, what they truly mean. If you are hearing an objection it's, it feels like rejection sometimes, which can make us, which can trigger us. And that can feel really scary. And a lot of times our first instinct is to pull back and say, oh, and say, respect your space. I'm not going to get in this conversation. I'll honor your decision to X, Y, and Z. But what we, the best thing that we can do at that point is keep digging to find the true objection because it might not actually be a problem for them that is actually going to hold them back, right? Um, so we want to keep asking those questions. And, and so, so really think to yourself of those conversations, what that's been. If you have not had a lot of them, or if you're wanting to get more examples of objections, you need to be asking your audience on Instagram. And so what I've been doing um, for years is going on the stories and saying things like, why are you on the fence of selling your home? 
And I'll, I'll either do a, like a question box so that people can input that, but that can kind of be a lot of legwork for people who are just trying to hang out on Instagram. So a lot of times that I'll do is a little quest, a quiz box and do some answers pre-written in there that they can select. And those who might select those, I'm then going to send them a DM and say, Hey, I hear you. You're afraid to sell your home because, and you selected because you're afraid of where you're going to go next. Can I ask you a few more questions about that? I just really want to understand how I can best help those who, who are struggling with this. Most people are going to be pretty open to having just a conversation, right? As long as you're not going in for a sale, they're going to be open to having that dialogue for, with you. It could lead to a sale, which would be cool. But what we're really trying to do right now is gather that information and do the research. From there, we're going to do a bit more research once we've identified what we think the core objections are and find some supporting data and evidence to really beef up your point. So Debbie, this is what you did. You looked online to see, um, just to get some more information about like how these new builds work for clients of yours, um, ways that you may not be effective, but ways that you certainly are. And so you went and did that research to kind of make sure that you knew what you were talking about and you had something to reference to. I, I mentioned this on the call, but as we find these objections and as you begin to learn your ideal client, there are so many designations that we can be getting in this industry. So like, again, Debbie, this came up for you again with this guy, like maybe it really is something to think about going to SAR and seeing if you can sign up for that class to get designated as a new build specialist. Yeah, I did look into that. Um, I didn't find anything um, easily. That doesn't mean that I can't just do a little bit more digging, but I actually did go down there and I looked at all of the different, like, you know, designations and, um, but I didn't find new home build. Um, but maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. I would go to NAR, um, okay. go on their website. Okay. And they'll, they'll hop it there then. And, and if I find it before you do, I'll send it over to you. Okay. Thank you. I just think that that's a really great way to kind of not only identify the objection, but take proactive steps to give yourself as much as you possibly can to help them overcome that, right? Like it's so it's, it's the least we can do as professionals who want to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start um, breaking down our, our, our script. Okay. So we have to really identify our point right? And the way that we're going to help our, our clients overcome that objection. Because remember, it's not even just an objection for us. It's an objection for them to get what they want. And so this is an act of service to be helping them overcome these things that are holding them back. And then you're going to rehearse it. Okay, so you're going to rehearse that you can do it, like I said, do it alone in front of a mirror, which I've done plenty of times feeling like a dang fool the whole time. But you know what, you just got to do what you got to do. Um, or like, hopping onto zoom and speaking into the camera, which if you are doing YouTube or Instagram and you're working on that, this is a great way to practice. If you're on this call, you have the ability to do this practice and fail and flop alone in the comfort or discomfort of wherever private space you've chosen to do this. Um, but really what the best thing that you can do is find a partner too. And so I do want to make that available to you guys. If, if that is something of interest, you can either put it in the chat or or kind of reach out on the Facebook group to link up with a partner and maybe spend 20 minutes of time over a call this week to kind of work on these together because I think that getting that real-time feedback is really helpful. 
it's Stephanie. Quick check-in. This is a pretty cool experience, right? If you're feeling inspired right now and thinking, maybe this could be me, then go to the show notes and book a time with me to discuss your application to the Market Authority Academy. I am taking enrollments from real estate agents right now, and I can't wait to hear how I can help you generate results and overcome objections just like I am with Debbie during this call. Let's make this your year. I can't wait to chat. Now, back to the show. And then we're going to schedule this in. So you really have to understand like when you're going to do this. Um, The guys who are cold calling, they spend an hour of this every single morning as they get in and boot up their computer before they pick up that phone. Right. They're immediately doing all these scripting. And I think that there's some kind of saying of this as like, um, there's something about sharpening an ax. I can't remember now, but if you, if you ask me to cut down a tree in two hours, I'll spend an hour and a half sharpening my ax. Right. Um, and so you really want to make sure that you are sharpening the ax and you're preparing yourself so that you are as, as prepared as possible. Um, but for me, like, I, I think that doing this once a week with intention is probably sufficient. And then Bryce and I, always, always, always still to this day before we have a listing appointment or a buyer consultation, we are spending time discussing in detail and trying to, trying to imagine what convert, what the conversation is going to look like and what we need to prepare for, what responses they might have. We're looking them up on Instagram or Facebook. Um, We're doing as much research as we can to make sure that we're prepared. We had a really important client meeting earlier this year. um, And it was like, a big deal. And it was not something that we wanted to mess up. And we literally found a sitter for the entire day so that we can, we could spend a couple of hours and we were up late until the night after Grady went down, preparing ourselves for that meeting um, and doing as much research as we could, because it was that big of a deal. But imagine if you did that with every single client, (laughs) you'd close them all, you know, Um, just something to think about. So other areas where this is helpful to do, right? So you're going to have these objections and these conversations in so many different areas. It's never just getting the lead or converting the lead into a client. During your buyer and seller consultations, we are asking them what's keeping you up at night, right? What are you most afraid of? Or what's most important in, in hiring a real estate agent? Is there anything preventing you from moving forward with us at this time? right? Like you are going to come across so many different types of objections that may look a little different than what you expect an objection to look like. But buyer and seller consultations, those are going to come up. Transaction milestones, you get a really crappy inspection response. You get a short appraisal, right? You, you know, something happens where the, the buyer's financing is falling through. That, those are going to create objections and you need to be prepared for those as well. Um, And so that's actually something great as a newer agent that you could be doing where imagine and even ask other agents in your in your office, say, what is the worst scenario? Like, what is the worst client experience that you had? Tell me in detail what happened and tell me how you got through it and what you would do differently. Most agents are willing to discuss that stuff. And I'll tell you some of mine, like mine will raise the hair on the back of your neck, (laughs) but they made me a better real estate agent every single time. And through that rehearsal, through that real life rehearsal, it actually taught me the scripts that I now use today when we are confronted with similar situations. And then, of course, like when it hits the fan, 
And when it hits the fan, looks like a couple of different things. Number one, it might look like your buyer being exhausted from this really competitive seller's market and wanting to take a step back. That's a hit the fan moment that you need to be prepared for that a lot of us have been dealing with this year. Um, you know, when, when the seller, you know, suddenly changes their mind and they're not ready to list right now, or when there's a, the water leader, the water heater, you know, blows and leaks all over the floor and causes damage. Haven't been there myself or anything. I mean, it's not like the second floor can literally fall onto the first floor with water damage like that. Not speaking from experience. Those are some crazy scenarios that you can prepare yourself. And the more that you imagine them, those scenarios and prepare yourselves for something catastrophic like that, the more reasonable you can be in that situation when you're actually very high emotion. And that's called fear setting. So imagining the fears that you have, like the really bad scenarios that could come and rehearsing them, mentally rehearsing them and thinking like, okay, if the worst thing happens, what would I do? Like, what are my options at that point? Rehearse each option. Okay. If I, if I go with option A, what does that step series of steps look like? Okay. If I go with option B, what is that going to actually look like? And try to understand. And, and what you'll find is like, there's really no, there's really no situation that you can't live through in real estate. They all, they all might suck. Um, but the more we kind of rehearse them mentally, the more we find like, you know what, I, I am resourceful enough and I am strong enough to get through some of these crazy things. And, and this is how I'm going to do it. Debbie, would we like to maybe try a role playing like script? Sure. <laughs> okay. So I'll be the client. Okay. And let's talk about the scenario. How do you want the scenario to look? Are we around new construction and I'm a buyer who doesn't want to use you? Or what, what, do you, what do you want this to look like for this scenario? I mean, I know we talked about new construction or we could talk about, uh, let's see, one of my really difficult conversations this week, I don't know how it's going to end up, was they wanted a drastic reduce in commissions, was which I know a lot of, or a, or a buyer, it was a listing okay. for a house. Um, and yeah, so I did my best that I could, I don't know where it's going to end up, but why, why did they want an, a decrease in commissions? So ultimately she's trying to use the proceeds from this house to purchase her other home. Mm -hmm. and, uh, she's already talked to my lender. So I know what she qualifies for, um, you know, from a finance standpoint, but she's trying to put a, a ginormous amount of cash down to, you know, minimize her payment on a much more expensive home. Um, she also has very unrealistic expectations in terms of what her house is worth. So for instance, can I just throw like a, like just a couple specific examples? Yeah, for sure. So now, and again, I know comps, you can throw them out, but not really, but there is a home, same square footage, same floor plan, completely remodeled, adorable. And her house is adorable too, but it's beautiful. And, but it's on an interior um, street in a cul-de-sac on the center property. So she's got massive, this other house has massive, a more, uh, more square footage in terms of a lot size. Um, and the, the house is like 495, the other house. Mm -hmm. 
she wants based on if I if I backtrack it with our commission that we're asking for, it would be 543. She wants to she wants to net a certain amount mm-hmm. and she's unrealistic. And she did buy her this house on her own. So she does, she's not a big believer in using real estate agents anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so I had how about you be the client and I be the agent? Perfect. So it was a little bit more complicated, obviously complicated. Oh, and her big, okay. So let me just tell you a little bit more of the story. So this is also the person who I'm representing her on the new build. <laughs> So she thinks what's happening is I'm making, and unfortunately with this home builder is they're not paying a commission. They're paying a flat fee, which is a ridiculously tiny, tiny amount. Mm -hmm. So she's thinking that she said, well, I have many friends that are, can I throw out a percentage or no? Yeah. Okay. So I have a lot of real estate agent friends. My husband and I have a lot of friends that are real estate and they would do it for 1% because they're looking at getting the commission on the buy side. Well, that door is already closed anyway, first off, which I did have that nice conversation with her yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she's thinking that, so, so here's, here's where her need is. Her need is to net out the most amount of money from her current house. And um, she wants a, a, uh, basically a post-possession for up to a year. So not only the, ter- I mean, she's got a little, some terms that are a little bit more complicated as well. And it was really, I mean, but I was not going to, you know what, there, it's going to be a lot of work. She's a handful. It's a lot of work. And I was not going to reduce my commission because I, you know, I'm a full service agent. Mm-hmm. Well, you couldn't have picked a more complicated um, <laughs> idea to role play, but I'm going to take on the challenge. Okay. okay. <laughs> this could end really badly, but I think I can do this. No, you can do it. I know you can do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, okay. so I'll be the agent and you're the client. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk on the phone first. And we're going to set this appointment. Okay. Okay. Ring, ring. Hey, Mr. Or sorry. Hey, Miss Seller. <laughs> Hey, Miss Homeowner, how's it going? We're going to set up a time and meet. Okay. So, you're gonna, hello. Yep. Okay. So, I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions to get all the details that I can, um, just to make sure that I have everything on right on my end. So, the address that I have is this, and we're looking at a um, three bedroom, two bath home, and it is 1,700 square feet. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually know of a couple of other similar homes that have sold in that area that, that I'll, I'll kind of be looking at too, because it's going to be important to nail down the right price. And speaking of, speaking of price, um, do you have a price in mind that you were thinking of selling your home? Um, yes, I do. But I really want to hear more about like what you're going to charge me to sell my house. Oh, totally. I hear you. So it, it sounds like, and by the way, we've done a, a lot of upgrades too. You've done a lot of upgrades. Okay. That's definitely going to matter to the value of the home then I'm sure. Do you have a list of all those upgrades? Um, yeah. I mean, I think we can probably cobble it together, but yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. The more itemized, the better, because I'm going to want to know all about hard work you guys put into your home. 
Great. Okay. So, so I think then, especially since you've done so much work on the home, Miss Debbie, I want to make sure that I'm going to do my due diligence and really work with you to make sure that I have an understanding of the value of the home. And to do that, I have to actually see the house. So is there a time this week um, that I can come by and we will walk through the home? You can show me all the things that you guys have done. And then at that point, we'll just kind of discuss you and me together if it makes sense to put the home on the market and, and what price makes the most sense for you at this time. Does that work? Yeah, it looks great. Now I am working from home and I have a newborn. So I got to, you know, my time is like, I'm really short on my time, like maybe 30 minutes. Does that work? Yeah, that definitely works. And I want to okay. be a good steward of your time as well. So thank you so much for letting me know. I'll come totally prepared and make sure that we get you in and out. And by the end of that, that 30 minutes, my goal for you is to have a really good idea on whether or not you and I are going to make sense to work together to, to help get you the number that you're looking for. Is that okay? okay. Yep. Sounds great. Great. So what I've done there and a couple of things is I did not say any numbers, mm -hmm. right? Beyond mm -hmm. just restating the facts of the home. Number one of selling, we never want to throw out numbers. <laughs> Okay. Um, we want them to start with numbers and that's always going to be a better negotiation technique. Okay. Um, and number two, I'm going to wait until we're having that conversation together in person. And number three, I have set the expectation that I am going there to determine whether or not you will list that house with me. Mm -hmm. Right. And one question I may even add as well is like, okay, great. So when I get there, is there anything that's preventing you at this time from moving forward with listing your home? So if they're like, oh, you know what, I already spoke to a couple of agents, so I'm kind of on the fence or, well, you know, I, I really want to build a new construction home, but I know that that's going to cause some hurdles. So I don't really understand what that process looks like. Um, or, you know what, I'm not interested in selling my home. It's not even a discussion until I know where I'm going. So that's going to open up a couple of those things that we're going to want to know going in because you don't want to go in blindsided. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then we go and you're walking me through the property and you're showing, you have your itemized word doc, probably typed down papyrus font sharing that literally happened to me a couple of weeks ago. And no, she's that precise. <laughs> Love it. She knows. And, and she knows everything about. And she's everything. got all the receipts from seven years ago. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And you, she's smart. I'm not putting her, she's really, she's a handful, but that's okay. You know what? It's fine. It's a specific mm -hmm. type of client. And, and that's somebody who knows what they want, which mm -hmm. makes it really easy for us to deliver. Mm -hmm. Good. So those are great clients to work with, even though at first it feels like there's a little bit of legwork because once they trust you, they trust you implicitly. Mm -hmm. So we get there, you're walking, doing all the things and we're going to sit down at the kitchen table and, and how I usually do this me and Bryce usually do this is we make sure that he and I are sitting together. So we're not going to crowd her. So if you're ever with somebody, right? Like I know there's a couple of other husband and wife duos here on the call. We're not going to, we're not going to cap them at the head of the table. Bryce and I are sitting next to each other. They're going to sit at the head. And um, from there, we might just start the conversation and say, okay, so based on all of the work that you've done here, I mean, it, it looks like you've really, really improved the property and done quite a bit. You should be super proud of yourself. I love this and this. And I'm going to like specifically from our walkthrough indicate things that I personally liked. Right. Mm -hmm. And from there, I'm going to say, and here's, here's a list of comps of other homes. Now I've walked through these homes or I've seen these online or whatever. I've taken a really good look at these other homes this is our competition here. 
and we've got some steep competition. This is a seller's market, so there's not a lot on the market, but um, we definitely want to make sure that we're not going to screw up pricing here because sitting on the market for even seven days longer than any one of these comparables is going to stigmatize you in the eyes of the buyer. We definitely don't want to do that, right, Miss Seller? Mm-hmm. Yes. Totally. Um, because from, from our conversation so far, it sounds like the most important thing for you at this point is to net as much money possible. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So at the time that you sell and you're taking those proceeds, that's the most important thing to you is having as much money in your pocket as you can. Um, yes, but I also need to figure out like where, I mean, I don't want to have to move twice because I'm looking at a new build. Mm-hmm. So I need to like live in my house or, I mean, I do have an area if I have to, to move to, I guess I could, but I really would like to stay in my house until my new build is finished. Mm, Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So there's two big needs here because number one, we want to make sure we're netting as much as possible from our investment. Right. Mm -hmm. But we're also going to have to give a little to make sure that we're going to have the favorable terms that we need. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Well, I don't want to give, I mean, this is like houses are flying off the market. I mean, it's ridiculous what houses, everybody's like selling, you know, mm-hmm. for top dollar. And I know I can get top dollar because yeah. there's a house down the street. It's four ninety five. I'm sure that you saw it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, I think my house is even better than that one. And it very well, very well, very well may be. Yeah, certainly. So, so it is a really hot market, right? Let's look at these other homes that have sold. And and I do know that one on 495 and it's this address here. And I, I actually did get a chance to walk in. I actually spoke to the agent who was listing it as well, because I figured that was a really good comp too. I saw that and I knew that that was going to be one that we were going to need to talk about. So you're right on the money with that. When I was speaking to that seller, I did get some extra information and they let me know that they did receive a couple of different offers um, all at these price points. Every now and then this is happening for me and Bryce. We have a listing right now that that was that we were able to to achieve that. So that's if you can call the listing agents. who have That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Agents are being very helpful right now. So because we're all in this together. And then from there, you might just go down that that list and say, look, I totally agree with you. Like homes are seriously flying and there needs to be a lot of consideration from that. These last couple of homes though, have not been selling with reverse contingencies. And this home in particular actually sold giving $3,000 in concessions to their buyer, which hasn't really been happening, but we're starting to see that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so for you to want to make sure that you're getting a lease back, that's totally something that we can work on, but it is going to take a little extra legwork because buyers are still not wanting to overpay too, too much or, you know, whatever. I'm starting to see numbers soften in our area. So that's kind of language that I would be using and I'd back that up with the data. Um, And so we can achieve this, but this is going to take some hard work and you're going to need an agent who's going to be really well equipped at negotiating this so that you get to sell at the highest net possible for you and get those terms. And that's how we're going to do it for you. And then I would go into exactly the game plan of how we would do that. So what you're doing here is you're identifying what's most important to them and they're agreeing to it the whole time. I would be saying, is that right? Or am I right? Making sure that they are engaged with the conversation and affirming what you're saying. And then once we've identified what that's really important, we're now attaching value to that. So this is what I would be doing, seller Debbie, to make sure that we're accomplishing those goals because you're going to need an agent who's going to be uniquely experienced 
or equipped to make sure that they are achieving this for you. This is where I come in and this is how I help you do that. And that's where you need to be ready to break that down, you know? Okay. That was good. I'm glad we're recording this because I'm going to come down. I'm going to come back and watch this. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, guys, that this went way over time over the amount of time that I thought it would. But is this helpful for us to be hearing things in this context? Okay. That was great. Cool. Yeah, that was great. I just I like the positioning on some of the, you know, the phrases and the you were not salesy at all. You were very consultative. You kind of led the conversation in the way that you needed it to go. Yeah. Right. You in a way, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but it was nice because she's so hung up on this, but yet it was almost like, yes, I know this is an objection, but it was like, look over here. And so then you could redirect the conversation to really what was most important versus she was so hung up on this other stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. And then, and then once you start getting into the commission stuff, um, you know, in that instance, it might make sense to give a little, right. Um, but not if I'm at like a half a 1%. No, no, no. On the buy side. At that that point, what I would be saying is, is listen, yeah, I, I understand that netting is the most possible in order for me to net the most possible for you, Miss Debbie, I need to make sure that I am showing up and giving everything I got. Like, that's what you want, right? You want to make sure that you're netting as much as possible and getting the terms that are favorable, favorable to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, great. So in order for me to do that, I need to make sure that I'm going to like hold the line and really protect that investment. Obviously you want someone who's going to be great negotiator, a great negotiator. So if I start negotiating with my own commission, how is that showing you that I'm prepared to, to like protect your investment? Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, no, that's fair. Although I still want to net the most amount of money. (laughs) Absolutely. And I want that for you too. Yeah. And, and from what I've, from what I've outlined and from what I've shared on tactically, how I'm going to make that happen for you. Do you think that I have the skills necessary to do that for you? Yes, I do. Okay. So then at this point, I don't think the issue is really paying, paying me a commission. I think the issue is more making sure that you get to net as much as possible and you get the terms that are most favorable, favorable to you. Is that correct? Yes. So even if I can negotiate a higher sales price than another agent could and still get you those terms and you're still walking away with more money, does it make sense to pay me the commission? Yes. Okay, great. I agree. And that's what I want to do for you too. Does that, does that feel more accessible? That was so good. I want to hire you, Stephanie. <laughs> 7%. That was good. Oh yeah. And by the way, she lives on a busy street too. Yeah. So you need to be identifying those and saying like, like these are objections that other clients are going to have. And yeah. you need an agent who's strong and who understands how to overcome those. And this is how I'm going to do it for you. Okay. No, I love that. I love that. I uh, legitimately, I think this is, if this is so good, cause I, you know, I, I love some of the talking points. I love some of the, the, you know, topic points that I know we need to cover absolutely in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I also liked, like I said, you were not salesy at all. You were very, you know what you acknowledged her objections, right. And then you kind of redirected and then you kept asking questions to get more information. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you also established value, 
which of course, you know, I think, well, me as a newer person, you know, I have to just, I have to just remember that I do bring value and I will work hard for her. And when, and I have the resources of my team, right? So I had, it's not like I'm a lone wolf by myself right now, you know, as a brand new person, that's all I mean. For sure. And, and you've done the work on the brand builder to identify your value. Mm -hmm. And so this is something where maybe you go through and you look at all of the skills, um, and strengths that you've developed over your very impressive professional career, you're going to go back and you're going to think about this situation with every single one, high communication and eye for marketing, you know, management style, whatever it is, those, those details are for you, right? You're going to then build out that narrative for this specific scenario. So think about her mm-hmm. and think about, here's what I bring to the table over, you know, all this time I have these great skills and this is how I'm going to use them for you. Like, this is how I'm going to use them in your benefit. Like people, people, when you can, when you can establish value in that way, that's so relevant. Like the amount of transactions you have under your belt doesn't, does it's not relevant anymore because you've shown them what's relevant mm-hmm. and you have so much to offer Debbie. Like you have just a wealth of knowledge and experience and it transfers to this industry. Okay. Thank you. No, seriously. I, I legit, I think, uh, Luana said she's going to retype it. I'm going to do the same thing. (laughs) No, this was so good. It was so good. Awesome. Luana. Okay, good. Thanks for tuning in. High five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.